Life can throw a lot at you. But imagine if your life were different, better, not because of what's coming at you, but because of what's coming from you. Let's get there together. Join us and imagine yourself. Anybody want to get healthy in 2020? Imagine yourself is about to board that train. I'm Lene. And this is Sandy, and I cannot wait for this. This is so much a priority in my life. Yes, same here. I'm hoping that everyone can just close your eyes and visualize and imagine a healthy new body and a healthy new decade and healthy new mind, creative new meals that will nourish us, new habits that will get us in shape and fit and happy and vibrant, full of energy. Welcome to the healthy life. Sandy, you and I are not necessarily experts on all of this, right? <laughs> um, no. <laughs> and, and we didn't want to put out our imperfect tips. So we wanted to ask Diane Randall, a woman who cares about self-care and wellness, and she can help us kick this conversation off right. Diane is a whole living consultant author, speaker, workshop presenter, and college instructor with numerous articles and publications such as the New York Times, Our Health Matters, The Vegan Street, and she was even in a guest appearance on The Oprah Winfrey Show. Wow. You like that? So this is, we're talking expert today to really get us to stress less, to live well, and to get some balance in our lives. Diane, Thank you for joining us and hope that you are ready to tell us everything you know. <laughs> Thank you for having me. I'm just so excited to be here for the new year. Yes. And with the new year, big focus on health, right? We've been conditioned to do everything in January, but I've been on a mission to get people to start challenging themselves at any time. Which is important. We can't just... Better. Say, hey, let's have a New Year's resolution to go to the gym or to eat better. And then by March 15th, we're, we're you know, bittered out donuts again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so how do we do yeah, this? Yeah. Well, this year, like I said, I'm on a mission to challenge. I teach what I talk about. OK, yes. <laughs> that's why I'm a college instructor so that I can help enrich people's lives as I continue to enrich my own life. Saying that, what I'm challenging people to do is, before you start the new Healthy Habits for 2020, I want you to look at breaking and unlearning unhealthy habits that no longer serve your life. Because without making space for the new and getting rid of the old, there's no room for anything else. Because guess what? You continue to do what you've always done, with the exception, like you just said, for the first three months of the new year. Right. So what I want listeners and people to do is make authentic habits by unlearning and changing the way we're not only living our lives, but our ideas of what is healthy mentally, physically, and even spiritually. Our ideas so of what I, is healthy. It goes that deep? It goes really deep. And it's really about your mindset and how you're looking at things, even if we're talking about the body. Because without an awareness of your current habits and things that you're doing that are not working for you, for example, things you do, you know, we all are constantly on this diet treadmill. So I'll pick on that because we're all familiar with that. Mm -hmm. But eating healthy food, for example, 
we constantly sabotage ourselves because we're only focused for the first three months. So what I'm saying and advocating today is that we look at our habits that we have currently so that we can think about what is it do I need to unlearn so that I can create space for something new to come in that's actually going to work. Is it even something like an idea that I have that healthy food is going to be not fun and sad, as opposed to looking at it that healthy foods and healthy cooking and meals can be a fun experience that does not have to be restrictive and sad and boring and nasty? (laughs) You just said it. And not only that, if I'm looking at food in a different way, I'm probably going to save my life long term. I'm probably going to minimize my chances of having all the chronic diseases, the diabetes, the heart, the heart disease, and all the other things that impact our lives on a daily basis. So if you can change your mindset, that's what I'm saying, and look at it in a different way, your body will follow along. It's your mind you have to change. Because mm. what about this mindset? What about people who say, and they have this stuck in their head, I don't have time to be healthy. I have work and kids and responsibilities. I don't have a personal trainer or a nutritionist, so I don't have time, so I just can't do it. How do you change that mindset? You know what? I work with busy people all the time, and that is the number one thing they say is I don't have time. Yes. And keep in mind, I've been doing this a long time. <laughs> so you have so, a good comeback? <laughs> You're ready for this. Thing. You're ready for them on this. No, you know, now I say, and I get what people are saying, but you set priorities for what you want. The bottom line is, do you have time for diabetes? Do you have time to be in and out of the hospital? Do you have time to be sick where you're not able to show up for the people you love, whether they're people in the workplace, at home, your significant other, your friends, your family? Do you have time to not look at what's going on in your life? Because the bottom line is the busyness will turn into something else like illness, like stress, like all kinds of things that will take you down eventually. One thing I want to say is I've been consulting for 25 years. And the reason I'm so passionate about the busyness is because I've been that busy person. I work in the consulting industry. I've witnessed over 25 years the busyness how it's taken people down in terms of heart attack, in terms of diabetes, because that's what we're conditioned to say is we don't have time for anything. But I'm advocating here is that we make time for what's important. You get up in the morning and you brush your teeth. Nobody's telling you to do that. You make time for that. You make time for a shower. (laughs) You can make time for what's important. And that's the key here. We do what's important to us. And looking at not only the longevity of what you're saying, like down the road, diabetes, down the road, heart attack, or even, you know, we could be currently suffering with some of those things now, but also just the day-to-day stress and lack of energy. I mean, I think my food habits, while they're not terrible, there's certainly enough processed food, another thing thrown in there that I know it makes me feel sluggish. It not only makes you feel sluggish and fatigued, 
I remember those days. And I work with people who, after they eat lunch, they're like, I'm ready for my nap. Yeah. I'm so oh, tired and, yes. and I don't have energy. So what do we do now today is we go and get a Red Bull, which is really not the answer. Terrible. The answer is let me look at my habits. And that's why I say let's break some of those unhealthy habits and create new ones, create the space for new ones by unlearning or being willing and open-minded enough to say, okay, what can I replace this unhealthy habit with? So if I'm eating processed food, that's the unhealthy habit. The healthy habit or thought that I want to cultivate is what can I eat in place of the unhealthy food that's going to be healthy for me? That's going to take some planning. Well, it takes awareness of the unhealthy habit and that it's not serving you or it's actually sabotaging your overall well-being. It's acknowledging that habit and making a choice to replace it. And I say replace it with a self-honoring choice that's going to fuel you and not take things away from you. And it's the repetition that will keep you on the right track. It's practice every day, one small thing every day. You have me thinking, the reason that many people, especially in this country, love to grab processed foods is because it's handy, it's not perishable, it can be right there on the spot. Kind of like Sandy said too, when you have not properly planned ahead. But if you say that what if we change that habit and we made a conscious effort to put fresh fruits and veggies in little Ziploc bags in our fridge or in little Tupperware things in our fridge and we grab, uh, like I even told Sandy this morning, I was running late and I did grab a protein shake in a box that at least the particular one and brand that I have, it works for me on those times where I don't have time to sit down and eat breakfast, but I don't want one that has a lot of sugars in it, but it is something I can grab and go. And if we start to fill our lives with grab and grow, grab and go products that are healthier and better, we still have the same mindset where sometimes I need to grab and go, but we have a better habit of what we grab when we go. The key word is preparation. Because you can grab and go, but guess what? Because you planned ahead, you're going to replace that unhealthy snack with something healthy, and you have it in your home or in your refrigerator or wherever you do the grabbing. It's there because you prepared. Keep in mind, we have a lot of messages in our society that tells us we're too busy to eat right because that keeps us eating the processed food. So if you're saying, I'm going to step back, I'm going to plan and prepare my snacks because I want them to be healthy, and then I'm going to have them in my home at work where they are easy to grab. I'm going (laughs) to share with you when I first became plant-based, I literally carried a bag around with me, a bag with fruits and nuts, healthy snacks so that I had them readily available because I was in the infancy of practicing eating more healthy. And I knew that if I did not have that bag with me, I was going to run to the vending machine. Vending machines, yes. (laughs) Vending machines are a nightmare, right? Yes, the bad (laughs) vending machine. (laughs) So the key word here is practice and preparation. How about this, Diane and Sandy? 
I want to challenge if there are any listeners out there right now who want to make big money and big impact, can you all please put together a franchise that has healthy fast food that you drive around through the drive-thru and they hand you out (laughs) some fresh veggies and some fresh foods that will make your life better and that they don't have any greasy things? (laughs) Is there, I mean, okay, Okay. Panera is, or they're not, they're better than McDonald's. They're better, yeah. What do you say, Diane, to all that? I say every, like Panera offers some healthy choices. So even if I order a salad, or I I don't want to use the word salad because people already think to be healthy, all you eat are salads anyway. (laughs) You can find healthier options. Sometimes I'll walk into Panera because if I'm traveling and sometimes the only thing that's available is McDonald's, Panera, Chipotle. So I may go to Chipotle. I'll pick Chipotle because guess what? I can get a veggie bowl, not get the rice, not get the wrap, and just put all the fixings in there. And I want to share that. I practiced so much from a health perspective that I became whole plant-based and vegan. Right. So there's a whole okay. nother world of food out there that tastes really good other than the processed food. But it's a process. It's something that you have to be open-minded and willing to try because it's a different perspective of looking at food. And as I said earlier, it's about training your mind and breaking those unhealthy habits that you just grew up with. Most of us grew up with ideas about food and what food represents for us. So it's slowly unlearning and learning what's really healthy for us and preparing and practicing on a daily basis what that looks like for you. So you say you've gone vegan, but I think whether you want to go all the way to do that or not, just incorporating more plant-based foods into your diet is going to help anybody, right? It's going to help anybody. What's your option? Whole foods or processed foods? Yeah. yeah. We know that the processed foods, we just know by seeing in our daily lives that it's so much that it's not serving anyone today. Diane, I think pretty much people acknowledge, most people, the processed foods, you would hear most people say, yeah, I need to eat fewer processed foods, right? Do people, your clients acknowledge that? Oh, God. We all know this on an intellectual basis. Intellectual. Okay, there's the key. Intellectual versus emotional level or... Yes, yes. We know it on an intellectual basis that processed food is not good for us. As we're placing our order at McDonald's. (laughs) Yeah, and grabbing the cheese. As we're placing (laughs) our order at McDonald's, (laughs) as we ate that quinoa multigrain vegetable... And then we ordered a piece of pie. Yeah. Yeah. Because it is your mind that you have to change. And not only that, you have to have a bigger reason to change other than, oh, this processed food is bad. And that's because the American traditional diet or food lifestyle is ingrained in all of us. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to say, oh, my God, you can change tomorrow. It takes an open mind. It takes your willingness to try something different, to unlearn what you thought was healthy or that you intellectually know is not healthy and taking a small action to do something about it. I'm not saying tomorrow 
don't take your snack. But what if you started thinking about, okay, what is a healthy alternative to just this one snack as a start? Hmm. What can I replace these potato chips with that I eat every day? What can I replace that with that's a healthier option? And it's just starting with something small because it's a process. I love this idea because let me tell you something, Diane. You mentioned the American society and the way that we think. My kids especially grew up thinking that when you watch a movie, it is imperative that you have (laughs) a bucket of popcorn to accompany that movie. Isn't it? The other part is I had for a while thought that popcorn was a relatively healthy snack. And maybe for some people it is. But for me personally, I immediately get bloated up and it just does something weird to me. So my husband and I were thinking from now on, When we go to the movies, and we still haven't figured this out yet, but we want to think about what type of snack we want to eat, even if I have to sneak it in my purse, (laughs) what we're going to sit in that movie theater and eat that is not popcorn, because it is just doing a number on my stomach and his too. But it was a tradition. That's a family and American tradition to watch a movie, eat popcorn. And maybe we need to turn some of these things around in our lives. There's nothing that says you cannot eat popcorn. The question is, what is in the popcorn that you're eating? Ooh, butter. I don't think that nasty yellow stuff is real butter, though, even. (laughs) Yeah, butter, or or at least, I mean, and that's the other part, too. Like, And to be fair, I don't want to say that popcorn is a bad thing, but I am realizing that for me personally, it is just not good. Mm -hmm. And and I don't want to replace it with chips, because that still crunches, too. You need something that crunches during the movie. But maybe a carrot or something. I don't know, something. (laughs) A carrot is you're probably not going to succeed with that. So, So, Diane, what would you say? Yeah, Quinoa chips, something. It's looking at the food that you want to replace it with. So you're saying, I need that crunch. Yes. That's what I want. Because your brain wants the crunch. That's the truth of the matter. Mm, you it goes know, with that the movie. Satisfaction <laughs> that co- yeah, with the movie. <laughs> All that's conditioning. I grew up the same way. Mm. But what we have to understand is also the food has changed. The food has not necessarily changed, i.e. the popcorn, for the good. Yeah. So what I want to say is it's exploring because I don't know what you like. It's exploring what can be a healthier alternative. It's researching. It's exploring different foods. And reading labels, reading those labels. and and, Yeah. Reading the label. Mm -hmm. If you can't pronounce it, do not buy (laughs) it. it. If it has more than five ingredients, leave it there. You call that being a food detective on your blog, right? You have to be a food detective. Today, especially, the other day I was in the store, and I love peanut butter. So I was in Whole Foods. I will look at all the labels on the peanut butter, even though it's saying organic this, organic that, because guess what? I only want the peanut butter. I don't want my peanut butter with palm oil, sunflower. You know, I want it a certain way. And I want it as whole as possible. So only by reading the labels, if you don't get anything else from this conversation, (laughs) it's reading the labels to see what the true ingredients are of what you're eating. Now, when they say organic, when they say natural, there are so many things that manufacturers use to sort of trick our mind. We can't necessarily trust that part. We have to dig deep. Well, we have to dig deep. And just to let you know today, I don't need anything that says natural. 
because that's code word in many cases for we've mixed some things up to tell you that naturally to give you the impression that it's really healthy. But organic, can we trust that? (laughs) You know what? I'm trusting organic because I have nothing else to go on. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. And when I'm talking about whole, I'm talking about vegetables (laughs) because Sometimes I have to eat non-organic foods, but if I'm choosing and I can control it, I'm doing organic because a lot of times, and I'm going to use vegetables as an example, vegetables have been sprayed with pesticides. And when you have organic vegetables, you cannot use chemicals to grow those vegetables. Mm -hmm. They have to be treated a certain way with non poisonous, no chemicals. They have to be grown in a certain way. So I err on the side of organic. I know people say they can't afford organic, but guess what? I go to all these and get vegetables because they have become more organic than a lot of other stores. Hmm. You have me thinking too, there's still a lot of steps involved here because let's say you do go organic, but then let's say you get something out of a jar or a can And you have to look at that label again, make sure it's not packed full of sugar or sodium. And then after you get through that barrier and you see it doesn't have too many milligrams of sodium or salt and sugar, then you got to watch your portion size and make sure you don't just have a big old humongous plate full of it. I feel like we need to take a few more steps than what we've been doing. Well, it's called paying attention to <laughs> what you're putting in your mouth. I like that you terminology. You become more of a conscious eater. Yes, yes. So there's no way you don't know if you're opening the can that if you read the label that you don't know how much sodium is in that can or package. You can clearly read that. But you got to be smart because our labels are tricky. Yeah, serving size for four. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. Yes, so So you got to multiply. So so I call it becoming a more conscious eater because that's what's going to really serve you, to read those labels. Diane, how do we keep this all from overwhelming us? This, um, okay, it's got to be organic. It can't be natural or or should be or it doesn't or it is or I can't have this. I hear you. I hear you clearly because what drives me crazy is if I have a lot of steps or if I have, are you vegan? Are you lacto or whatever? I'm like, (laughs) you know what? I try to eat as many plant foods as possible with no mother, no face and grown in the ground. That's how I keep it straight. And I started with just one little meal, one thing. So instead of eating, let's say I love mac and cheese. Guess what? I still eat mac and cheese. It's vegan mac and cheese. Mm. But I'm reading the ingredients also just to see how it's prepared because now that vegan is so mainstream, you got to even watch that. Yeah. Yeah. But if you don't remember anything else, it's knowing what's in your food and just knowing the basics of what you're eating. So I have a question because you are a whole living consultant. And I looked at this quote. It's a philosopher from decades ago, Albert Schweitzer. And he said, to me, good health is more than just exercise and diet. It's really a point of view and a mental attitude you have about yourself. Health is a state of complete physical, mental, and social well-being. And so that makes me think, is there any extra component in this wellness equation that we have to look at besides just diet and exercise 
Is loving and accepting yourself a necessary part? Yes. It's also setting boundaries. And this is a big one. You go to dinner at someone's house, and we're just using food as an example. Yeah. And let's say you're trying to change. And this is where the toughness comes in. You're trying to change what you eat, and it's a family dinner. Your aunt invited you over, and all the family's over, and it's all a lot of the foods that you said you weren't going to eat anymore. Oh, boy. (laughs) It's having the courage to either say, I'm trying to change, so I'm not going to partake, whether you tell them in advance that you're going to bring something or you're not going to partake in the festivities that encourage is setting boundaries. I know my family would just make fun of me all the time. But guess what? It's being true to yourself and what you want in your life. What's going to make you show up and be your best person? And, And sometimes if we start looking at who we are authentically, we're all so different. But a lot of us stay with what works because you don't want to be judged. You don't want to be talked about. You don't want the ridicule that comes with trying to just be yourself. And a lot of times, if we're true to ourselves and if we're being honest, what I want really looks different from what you want. And I can share with you when I changed, my family wasn't having it. It's like, what's wrong with you? But now guess what? What? I accepted it. <laughs> I modeled my behavior. Because I'm, I'm, I know people I'm, are listening. They want to see, like, how does this turn out? Because they know that they've turns, got the same family dynamics. Well. Yeah. But it's having the courage. It's being willing to do what serves you. And if we're talking about food, it's being able to say, you know what? Instead of the mac and cheese, I'm just going to eat this broccoli. Mm-hmm. And it's just accepting yourself for the change that you want to make. And I tell you, I've modeled the behavior of being plant-based. And guess what? My family and friends, I'll just say my family, they're the harder group, okay? <laughs> yes. <laughs> they will eat a plant-based meal. They will go to a vegan restaurant. They're not vegan, but they've accepted that and they know the difference. And to me, that is so wonderful because I'm not trying to change them. But they've gotten the fact that, okay, there is a different way, whether I want to do it or not. You mentioned bringing something, but you could even bring, even if it's not particularly a potluck dinner, you could bring a casserole dish of the meal that you prepared in advance and set it on the table and you eat that. And whoever wants to dig into that can or they could just go back with the regular That's how I do it. I never put the pressure on anybody. Oh, we need something for her. You know, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, right. she comes. Yeah. Because that's, yeah, that's. <laughs> Even though, yeah. it, look, my family taught me well. You know, I would go to Thanksgiving initially, let's say Thanksgiving, and they go, oh, we made you a salad. A salad. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. that's the only thing that's, that's that you can fine. eat. Yep. <laughs> but if you're true to what change you're trying to make, I didn't take that personally. And like you said, I started bringing a dish. And I really bought that dish because that was something I could eat, you know? Yeah. And if they wanted to try it, that's fine, too. And that's how we do it. I had my first plant-based Thanksgiving this year. Wow. Oh, everything and, and was huh? successful. Complete everything. <laughs> Tofurky or <laughs> Well, we had pumpkin pie, mac and cheese. Ooh. We had collards. Yes. We had Brussels sprouts. We had lentil loaf. 
lentil we loaf. Had, uh, gravy. Yeah, it's like meatloaf meat. Okay. Uh, okay. It was awesome. Okay, so it tastes awesome, but to people who aren't used to hearing like lentil loaf, that might not sound so great. So is there some kind of a transition that you go through? I will answer your question. Yes, it's a transition, but it wasn't a transition for taste. It was a transition for, I see my health going down and I need to do something about Mm -hmm. it. That's initially uh what got me doing it. And you're right. I just tested out and tasted. I got educated on what was really whole foods and what's not. I had to kind of figure that out because you can go crazy trying to figure out what is healthy. I mean, we all get the same messages. You know? yeah. mm-hmm. So it was really learning what is healthy. So if I'm not eating the regular processed mac and cheese, what's going to make this vegan cheese different? So it's learning things like that. And I always tell people, change one meal at a time, one thing at a time. Don't put any pressure on yourself because if it's not real and authentic, guess what? It's just like any New Year's resolution, you're going to go back to your old habits and old ways. So like, I'm not going to say, Lene, I'm going to live just like Diane starting tomorrow. <laughs> it's probably not going to happen. Right? Unreasonable. <laughs> so, well, what you can do tomorrow, you can change one thing that's processed on your plate. Okay. And what I would say to that is I would pick a vegetable that I like or that I want to try and I'll put a big helping of the vegetable on my plate And even though I have the other things that I typically eat, I'll eat the vegetables first. The idea here is to crowd out some of that food because if you ate the big helping of vegetables, the idea is that you won't eat all the other food or not so much. That's how you start. And I teach a plant-based class and I teach you how to tweak one meal, one meal or one dish from making it healthier you don't have to throw everything you love out the window. The question is, how can I make this healthy, and, a and healthier version of what I love? And That's healthier, easier, healthier portion sizes, too. It seems like you're getting yes. at the crux of it by saying that you can put the healthy food on in a larger portion, which will force you to eat smaller portions of the stuff that you like that you know is not as great for you. And it kind of helps maybe your food combinations and everything wins, I guess. It it can win, but start small, one small thing, not tomorrow, I'm just all playing. You know, that's that's not realistic (laughs) in my opinion. It's a process and you can't be hard on yourself. So your website, I have to tell everyone, is just, it's a wealth of information. She's got blogs and podcasts and ebooks you can download, dianerandallconsults.com. And uh, I was just showing Lene, Diane, before we started recording some of the cool features that I really liked. So if you're looking for specific ideas, like Diane said, she's been doing this for 25 years. Everything from what do you do when you're traveling? What do you do? I think we talked about fast food a little. You know, just the little things that you're going to run into in life. And you gear it. I know you say towards busy professionals, but let's face it. Everybody from stay-at-home moms is busy. Yeah, Yeah. to retire people that, you know. And we don't want that to be our excuse anymore that we're too busy to be healthy because you told us right out the gate you sure don't want to be laid up in a hospital. That takes away some of your time as well. You want to be healthy and you want to identify why you want this healthier lifestyle. Diane, we have a section in our show every time called Takeaway Time where we want to 
pull some things together and make sure that we bring it all home. And I know that you mentioned if there's nothing else that we take away, it's the reading labels and just watching what you eat. And of course, we have our own takeaway too. But is there anything else that you want to make sure people get before we leave them out there on this island of healthiness? (laughs) (laughs) It's being aware of what you're thinking about, your thoughts about food, because it's a thought before it becomes a reality. Oh, I want something sweet. Okay, let me Mm -hmm. go check. You know, my body's moving toward the refrigerator. Mm -hmm. Thinking about chocolate. (laughs) (laughs) Right? But it's really, like I said earlier, looking at the habit. Is this something I could change? The mindset, looking at your mindset, what you think about. Not just food, but your life as well. Is this serving your life? I call it making more self-honoring choices. Beautiful. Yeah. Like, what's the implication of this chocolate other than it's going to taste really delicious in the moment, right? But switch it. Get some dark chocolate, some like, I don't know, some kind of pure dark (laughs) chocolate that has less sugar and that still gives you that little lift. Mm. And that exists. (laughs) Yeah, it's a good thing. It exists. Another aspect of the takeaway, Sandy and I did a podcast episode on what's your why And it's kind of like, I just want to ask anyone out there, I want you to think about this in light of everything that Diane has taught us. What really is your goal? Do you just want to be skinny or something or just to be skinny? Or do you really want to be healthy? Because there's a huge difference. Are you willing to incorporate good, healthy practices to make your life more abundant and to keep you out of the hospital and to give you more energy as opposed to just feeling like this is just a restriction and a burden on you. Diane, you taught us a lot about the mindset. Living well and eating well and exercising, it can be fun. It doesn't mean that you have to excessively work out at a particular gym until you pass out. It doesn't mean that you have to be restrictive and starve yourself and only eat a rice chip and a piece of celery Mm -hmm. a day. It's not about that. We're challenging everyone to think about the tips in this episode to open your eyes and mind to the possibility of a new and fun, healthy lifestyle that we just never knew existed. We can change some of these past traditions and make new ones. And we truly thank you, Diane. This is Miss Diane Wellness Randall. That's her middle name is Wellness. (laughs) (laughs) For enlightening us. Thank you for joining us today, Diane. And thank you for having me. I've enjoyed myself. That's the purpose. That's what we're here to do. So overall, everyone, imagine yourself happy and healthy. Thanks for listening. Now we'd like to hear from you. Got an idea for the show? Want to share your story or just say hello? Make sure you connect with us. You can do that at imagineyourselfpodcast.com. And we'll talk to you again next time when we have something new to imagine.